hey, uh, didn't see you there. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, happy holidays. Or should I say happy scholidays? Pick it up, pick it up! Nice. 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 <laughs> Welcome to the Scottcast. Welcome to Scottcuterie, the Scottastic Scottcast. I don't know what this voice is. Okay, I like on. it. That's Let fun. Me- <laughs> Let me get into my real voice real quick. All right, okay. I'm ready. Hey, what's up, you guys? <laughs> hey, and uh, welcome to the first episode of Scott Cutie, the Scottastic Scottcast. Woo! Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Uh, my name is Emma. I am one of our hosts for this podcast. And my name is Kat. I'm one of the other hosts for this Scottcast. And this podcast is going to be breaking down sort of the current ska events, news in the ska scene, and then also upcoming releases, just whatever 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 is hip and happening in the ska scene. Yeah, there's a we got a lot to cover, um, a lot that keeps coming out. So it seems like there should be kind of an endless supply of content and endless supply of conversation. Um, and we're hoping to to maybe bring on some guests as we move through these next episodes. But um, that is neither here nor there. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. We thought that it'd be a really good idea um, for our pilot episode to, to start off with something a little bit special, a little bit funky. Because we noticed that there tend to be a lot of ska songs being released around Christmas and around the holiday season in general. And we, we were kind of curious about that, and we thought it'd be a fun, festive way to, to kick off this good cast. This good cast. Absolutely. Definitely. The holiday spirit is something that everyone can enjoy, regardless of how much you know about ska. So I think it's a, even though we didn't necessarily intend it this way, I think it's going to be like a great intro into the world of ska for so many people. Tis the season. Indeed. All right, why don't we start with our first song, um, All I Want for Christmas is You by Scott2 Network. Um, oh, oh boy, do we know when this one was released? <laughs> I guess it'll say on Spotify. I'll, well, I think the I'll album came up. out this year, but I think um, I think they they first did a cover of this one last year, but the album or yeah was released this year. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, that one always knocks it out of the park for me. I don't know about you, Emma. Absolutely. I think it's a great arrangement. Um, I think it's, you know, semi-uncommon for Ska to be, you know, on that triplet pulse, which a lot of sort of modern Christmas songs are. And I, I think it's like a really fun, very light take on Ska, at least especially like in that in that first phrase. But yeah, I think the way that like the horn lines played with like the vocals is very much reminiscent of also like how in like um sort of like the original recording like the the background vocals tie into like the main and i, I really got to uh hand it to candace uh from wolbright on the vocals here like her voice is just really carries and cuts through um and it, it really takes this arrangement to the next level um, of course, obviously, like, Scotty Network's talent is is hard to come by 
and really the stuff that they put out in general, like this whole album, uh, a really spectacular listen. So anyone who hasn't gotten the chance to to give that whole thing uh, a listen through, now is the perfect time. Absolutely. I definitely like um, uh, a lot of like the, the Scottoon Network uh, covers where they'll have like a, a singer from a different ska, ska punk band on. Um, like there's the Woolbright one. And I know uh, the singer from Catbite has been on some of their covers before. I think it's it's a great way to like sort of, you know, collaborate and give give attention to other like really bright um, ska bands in the ska scene. Yeah, totally. You can definitely tell that, um, you know, th- this this generation of ska creators are, are really a community. And I think that's something that's special that um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like as, as we sort of move into 2021 and as we can, um, you know, in, enjoy each other's company in, in different spaces other than the, the online world. But I'm, I'm so grateful that, that there's a lot coming out of this, uh, these collaborations at the time. Absolutely. To just start with like a solid community of, you know, musicians that support each other, a very like supportive sort of like genre community is like definitely a good good starting point for this energy that's going to carry carry the ska scene into 2021 hell yeah with yeah you want to move on to the next song oh hell yeah you know i do holiday cheer by bite me bambi man that one's so much fun i i really love the um, you know, the, the common thread of, like, humor and, and parody in ska. And I feel like this song really, really hits home uh, for a lot of folks who, you know, have, have lots of different relationships with uh, Christmas. And I, I love that holiday cheer stands in as a euphemism for <laughs> different ways of coping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that even in sort of, like, more mainstream um, like holiday pop, there is definitely a trend of like, sort of like, not necessarily like disillusionment, but also like sort of like a sense of realism about like what the holidays really look like. And I think, I think, but like make it, makes it sound still fun, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't take away like the, the like positive or I don't know, <laughs> you know how like Scott Punk does that thing where like the lyrics can be just like so sad or like angry but it sounds so happy yeah and like um so i think it's definitely definitely like aligns with those themes that we see in the genre already totally yeah i'm also you know happy to announce that it looks like um bite me bambi just released a a new um ep uh, this December, so that's out now. It's called Hurry Up and Wait, um, featuring some of their hits, Hot Lava, Strippers on a Sunday, you name it. <laughs> so that's that's another fun one that, you know, they, they came out with recently. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure... Strippers on a Sunday? Yo, yeah, that one slaps. <laughs> Probably one of, my, one of my favorites from them, for sure. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how, how well known, um, Bite Me Bambi is, but they come out of the, you know, Orange County, Southern California area. And actually a couple of the members are from some of the, kind of the, the second, third wave, like older, older ska bands, especially, you know, ska punk bands, 
um, that a lot of folks growing up might have, you know, been more drawn to. For example, the the trombone player, um, he was, you know, part of the Knuckle Brothers, the Imperials, Six Feet Deep, Save Ferris, and Starpool. Um, and the guitarist was also one of the um, songwriters for Save, Par- Save Ferris. So lots of lots of big names in this band, but they're still relatively young, and I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're really coming out with some stuff this year. Yeah, that's pretty sick that there's sort of like this unity, this collaboration like between different generations of ska fans um, to create new music. Um, yeah, yeah, very cool. Thank you, Bite Me Bambi. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, and that brings us to our third song which is Skank for Christmas. Oh, man. I This one has been on loop on my Ska Christmas playlist. I am so excited to talk about this one. I love it so much. All right. Let's, let's <laughs> it's see, a classic, truly. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow, I really love this one. I know it's, like, not a particularly, like, new Ska, like, song. You know, Real Big Fish is very established, but I really love this arrangement for a lot of different reasons. Um, I think it, like, one, just, like, <laughs> is a really great song with great energy, but also I really love, like, the blues progression, like, chord progression mm-hmm. with the quotes by the horn line of, like, Frosty the Snowman. I think it just, like, <laughs> really ties in together of, like, the energy of a Ska song with like the tradition of like both blues, which really also ties into like jazz and ska, and then also like, you know, traditional holiday songs. So I think I think this one really just does it all, you know? Yeah, it, it really is a, a smorgasbord of of lots of different things that folks, you know, associate with Christmas and, you know, um, also associate with ska. It's such a blast, um, like really from start to finish. There's so much going on in, in this in this tune, and I'm sure, like you know, I I'm sure there's not a lot of ska bands that perform their uh, holiday albums live, but damn, this one would freaking slap. Like I I could definitely skank my ass off the the whole time, and in Absolutely. in the dance way. <laughs> to clarify, <I> that, <laughs> that list that last bit is so funny because I'm imagining like mm-hmm. someone who doesn't know what skanking is just the whole time hearing I I want a skank like want a skank. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be hilarious to just like <laughs> see someone experience like they want a what now? Yeah, definitely. You know, and and maybe this is this is news to any of our our unindoctrinated listeners. But to clarify, skanking is a uh, is a particular type of dance um, that is common in ska, uh, you know, ska dance pits and and circles, um, mostly having to do with kicking. <laughs> And also some some elbows. There's there's definitely a range of ways that folks can skank, and you know there's there's different flavors and aesthetics associated with that as well. But um, yes, that that's what we're referring to here when we're talking about skanking. In case anyone was still in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. If that is all for that uh, that song, would you like to move on to the next one? Yeah. So next up looks like we have Oi to the World by No Doubt.
there's a certain rawness, I guess, in the in the mixing quality here that I just kind of love <laughs> coming from No Doubt. Um, at least, you know, the, the recording that I listen to is, is coming from the Everything in Time, B-Sides, Rarities, Remixes album. Um, and it, it's just, it's so, like, unrefined that I kind of love it more. And it, it really makes those moments stick out a little bit better when... Um, you know, when, when the bass has that solo in, up in the middle and then when the brass really gets to show off their, their chops, um, and, and their sort of virtuosity. Absolutely. I would agree. I definitely think that this song just as a whole is like very raw as you're talking about like the sound. And then also, um, right before, uh, we did this podcast, actually, I was looking at the lyrics and they are kind of wild. Um, have you ever like seen the lyrics at all or no no do share it's, it's very interesting it's about um this this guy haji who's in a punk band um he's playing at the pub and then um trevor and the skins uh come to the pub and uh i guess commit a hate crime um because it says quote so he unwound haji's turbid turban and knocked him to his knees um, and then they go fight uh, the punks and the skins. Um, and then uh, they're like beating each other up. <laughs> and then it says, but Haji saw the North Star shining more than ever. So he made a tourniquet from his turban, saving Trevor. <laughs> and then they go buy what? each other bourbon. Um, huh. So I, I think I think it's supposed to be like unity in like a really like gr- gritty sort of way. Interesting. Um, hmm. It's Yeah, it's it's quite... It's quite a song <laughs> for <laughs> it's quite some lyrics for a holiday song is is what I'll say on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I guess that's that's a lot of the sort of messaging that comes out around Christmas time is that like oh, you know, put your differences aside and you know, uh Christmas, Jesus, God and love. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. there's that's an interesting I I haven't looked at the lyrics, but I'll I'll definitely take a look now. <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely a wild time. Um, actually, it happened because I was like, oh, I want to play this one um, mm. on ukulele. So I went to the classic tabs.ultimateguitar.com. Um, this is not a, a paid advertisement. Um, <laughs> and they actually had a tab. And I was like, wow. And then I saw the lyrics and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That that happened to me the other day, too, with, with something else. That it's It's really funny. You don't really process like what they're saying until you like very intentionally look at what they're saying at least that's that's yeah. definitely how i listen to music i don't you know lyrics are they tend to come second to other stuff <laughs> no yeah uh, honestly absolutely me too especially with like i think a lot of punk music especially mm-hmm. with like gwen mm-hmm. stefani who has like a very um distinct sort of timbre in a way that she distorts her voice mm-hmm. and i think that that really sort of distorts like how well we can hear the words and i think that's definitely you know not something that solely exists with her or like with ska punk but definitely you know some genres just are like it's much harder to like sort of focus on the words because they aren't like mm-hmm. really the focus in terms of like the the surface level reception yeah totally Oh, it looks like we have some Hanukkah songs next on our docket. Am I correct with that, Emma? Oh, yes. How exciting. 
All right, uh, next up we're gonna hear um, Dreidel by The Slackers. Oh man, I really, in the notes, I really just flipped it on you. <laughs> Surprise. I, know, I was like, Surprise I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you know what's titles. going on here, but <laughs> yeah, you, you did that, didn't you? For the, the next I two. I debated you. <laughs> how, does, how does it feel to be debated? <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, even uh, more pronounced than the um, No Doubt song that we just listened to you know the the recording quality is is so like fresh i guess and and that you know there's there's a lot of um kind of extraneous sounds that you you normally don't expect off of like a a really you know um intensely produced album um and and i kind of like it you know you can really feel like you're in the room with them as they're playing like especially during that trombone solo you know there's you you can hear the space. You can hear the the sort of echoiness of of wherever they're they're making this recording, um, and I, I kind of love that. And and I think it really adds to the the echo and the delay and the reverb that they're that they are adding in post um, to really give it that sort of Jamaican uh, rock steady style. Absolutely, and definitely like. A huge part of like the ska genre is like the live performance performance experience, as opposed to you know just listening to like sort of the the canned music version. So I think having that sort of rawness definitely contributes to um, more of like what that environment really feels like in mm-hmm. in the performance. Uh, yeah, I think this this song definitely like with the rock steady like very laid back ska pulse, um, sort of takes that lightness even further by having like like no significant like drum hit on like the one mm. and i don't know it just has sort of this like almost like ethereal quality like it never quite hits the ground if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know almost almost like a dreidel you know oh, it's just shit. like spin- it's just going oh, shit. It's, it's just spinning it's spinning it's not hitting the ground <laughs> wow that made no sense um no that's pretty good yeah it's it's got that sick lightness going on yeah you know yeah, and, and sort of riffing off of that um, that analogy that you just presented, like towards the end of, of this track, um, you know, the, the bass sort of, you know, fools around with the, the, the melody a little bit towards the end as well, you know, and then sort of settles in and, and fades out. And it's kind of like when the dreidel, you know, ultimately stops spinning and then tips over and then, you know, you, you lose all of your gelt to your friends. <laughs> oh, Ah, oh, it all comes together. The dreidel <laughs> finally falls. <laughs> yeah, I definitely noticed as I was sort of researching both um, like ska Hanukkah music and also like sort of the, more the tradition of Hanukkah music. It definitely seems like Hanukkah songs are sort of like divided between like more serious, um, like more traditional uh, like hymns. Hmm. And like more serious hymns and then there's like the the kids songs like the dreidel song mm-hmm. oh hanukkah i think is another one of those and i think definitely most of the the ska songs and like covers that i found were more of like the lighter like kids songs hmm. um so i think i think there's definitely an aspect of like you know taking on that more playful energy like the more playful spirit of the holiday mm-hmm yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely feel that, and and I think you know, there's a lot of, 
um, celebration that's common to, um, you know, Hanukkah celebrations, and then also, you know, uh, in, in ska music and in ska performances, um, it, it's like a really festive kind of, um, a, a really festive genre, like, even, even the more, um, like, darker parts of ska and ska punk, you know, a lot of it is still, like, this, um, this community building sort of thing that, um, that I think really resonates with, um, you know, the, the, the children's songs in, in Hanukkah traditions as well. It'd be really yeah. interesting to, to hear, and, you know, maybe I'll, you know, look this up a little bit later, but, um, to hear if there's any, like, klezmer ska crossovers, because I feel like those two genres have a lot in common, and, and hearing a, a klezmer clarinet in a ska band would be pretty sick. So, Loki, if anyone has done that, let me know. That'd be that'd be such a great find. Hit us up. Send that link. Send that email. Do we, oh, we got we got an email. D- I, I set up the. E- <laughs> we we have an email. <laughs> Incredible. Scottcutery at gmail dot com. Nice. Send it over. We want to see it. <laughs> we want to see your sick clarinet playing. <laughs> uh, next up, we're gonna listen to Hanukkah oh Hanukkah, a cover by the Holophonics. God bless the Klezmer clarinet. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was so good. (laughs) You really said, wish this existed, and and the universe said, it already does. Dude, that's that's a Hanukkah miracle right there. That and and the oil lasting all eight days, that's pretty sick, not gonna lie. (laughs) Oh man. That, wow, like the, I think that song was really interesting in like the grittiness of it, like you know the the like um guitar timbre and like mm-hmm. the power chords combined with like the imagery of like hanukkah and like the candles burning yeah um and like reminding of like the days long ago i think there was like this sort of like like dark gritty even though like it was still you know true to the hanukkah tradition it's, it had like sort of like a darker turn to it and also being like in in a more minor chord mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super epic. It, it felt like the 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 Marvel retelling of the Hanukkah story. <laughs> it was really sick. Um, yeah, definitely echo all your points about the the timbre and like, oh man, the, the vocalist like really digging into that like grungy side of of the voice um, in ska punk. Um, such a such a sick song. This just in. <laughs> Gwen Stefani's back. <laughs> Gwen Stefani makes her return to Ska. What? What? She's back and better than ever, baby. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, that's right. Gwen Stefani just released a new single um, entitled Let Me Reintroduce Myself. And boy, does she do it. She sure does. What are we on? Is this... Is she bringing, what, the fourth or the fifth wave of of Ska? (laughs) (laughs) Every wave of Ska has to include some form of Gwen. That's true. I think that's how how the lore writers decide which wave it is. It's it's, where does Gwen stand in in this current (laughs) epoch? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, let, let's yeah. see. If we if we count back to to her early no doubt days and say, I mean, that's canonically like second wave, third wave. What's, yeah. What's the rules there with that one? I think I think it's second wave. You think it's second wave? Yeah. Sure. Have you ever watched um Kill Lincoln's uh music video for Good Riddance to Good Advice? No. Where they have like the there's this like whiteboard scene it's supposed to be like a business meeting and they're like sort of going through like the different waves of ska oh um oh that's cool anyways i think yeah like second something like that okay yeah that's super dope so then yeah so if we're saying gwen stefani's no doubt days were second wave i think when she left the ska scene and started doing pop i think that that exodus was third wave so I think her return mm-hmm. uh, as Gwen Stefani as a solo artist in Ska, I think that would make this the fourth wave. What I are your thoughts right. on that one? Yeah. We feel I this is this definitely is fourth agree. wave Ska. Yes, I think I mean Ska definitely had like that strong moment in like the the early two thousands as well. I don't know if like I guess at that point Gwen was like doing her solo career in mm-hmm. like the the two thousands. Yeah. Um, I think that was really, like, the last, like, strong point of Ska. So I think, yeah, this would be, like, the, the fourth wave. Yeah. And, and to I definitely, be fair, like, um, she's really... Was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how podcasters do this. I was going to change the topic so you can go ahead. Okay, okay. I don't know either, man. <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, you know, Gwen's return to Ska doesn't necessarily mean that she's bringing the fourth wave. I think the fourth wave has has really, you know, carried her into it. I, I think that's why she's making her return is is that she's noticing that, you know, there's a lot of bands who are, who are making big names for themselves, um, you know, in the last couple of years, but especially 2020, which, you know, I think as she gets back in touch with what she wants to do and she sees that there's still a, a really vibrant scene, um, I think that's kind of what's what's bringing her back into um, bringing her back into this genre. Yeah, definitely. We're like she's not necessarily like the driving force, but definitely like an indicator of of where ska is at. Mm-hmm. She's she's a litmus test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, science! <laughs> but yeah, as I was uh, sort of listening to um, her track, I definitely think there's a a lot more like pop influence i mean obviously mm-hmm. she's had a lot of um experience now as a more like mainstream pop um mm-hmm. solo artist and i think definitely that influence shows in in like especially the mix of the song mm-hmm. um in like the chord sort of like depth i think is very much reminiscent of a lot of modern pop and then also um sort of the filters that go onto the timbre of her voice mm-hmm. um i think i mentioned to you um earlier when we were talking about this that she sounds a lot like bb rexa and i think like definitely her sort of like um method of of vocal compression in her timbre is like something she was very iconic for but i think mm-hmm. in this form is very much i say reminiscent of like bb rexa because of like sort of the filters that are placed on it mm-hmm. yeah no i i mean I, I can totally see that i i think there's um you know i think gwen's voice has been more or less pretty consistent over the years but um now because of kind of the the big uh you know women in pop who are who are making 
um, making like really successful records, I mean, they are also starting to incorporate the kinds of uh, vocal techniques and then also, yeah, like post recording um, techniques as well that that give them a similar kind of um, vocal timbre. Um, and I, I'm glad that, um, that that's something that is a little bit more common these days. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I love Gwen Stefani, but like, I, I think, um, you know, I, like, I think a lot of the, the production kinds of things, uh, that are being placed on her voice and then also on the song, um, you know, are, are indicative of kind of the aesthetics of, of pop. I highly recommend, um, you know, for anyone who, who's only listened, or for anyone who hasn't listened to the song, definitely do that, but even if you've listened to the, the official recorded track, um, go search for the, um, the performance that she did on The Voice. Um, so Gwen Stefani's still one of the, the main judges and vocal coaches on the TV show The Voice. Um, and when she debuted this song, and she, uh, when she debuted this track um, on that show, um, it really, you know, spoke to kind of the, the more original aesthetics of like a two-tone rock steady kind of ska, um, which was something that I was kind of surprised to see. I, I would have expected that on The Voice, you know, they'd probably lean a little bit more towards the pop side, but, you know, I was pleasantly surprised that it, it felt a little bit more like ska than than the official recording so that's sort of something a little little easter egg to look out to yeah that's definitely interesting i think definitely a, a lot of pop is in sort of like the post mixing and i think that's definitely something that's more incorporated in sort of um you know like the studio recordings as opposed mm -hmm. to like live so i think that definitely that could be a factor mm -hmm. um but yeah it's yeah I yeah, think there's and also, definitely... dude, we have we got ska on like national cable television. That's great, bro. That <laughs> <That's> visibility, <a> <laughs> truly, truly, like the poster. I don't want to say the poster child, like the poster queen. You know? Yeah, yeah. Poster queen <laughs> of ska. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think you know, ska over over time has mixed with a lot of different genres, but I I think it has yet to sort of reach its potential in terms of like. Uh, crossing over with pop like you know there's like a lot of uh, crossover with like punk you know ska punk um mm. but there's really yet to see like ska pop you know that's not really something that truly exists yet and i think this is definitely a song that sort of leans in that direction mm -hmm. especially in terms of of the studio recording yeah and it'll be fun you know as a as we go through the the podcast, the the Scodcast, as some might say. The podcast. <laughs> um, it'll it'll be cool to to sort of untangle those different uh, genre relationships, and then sort of seek out these um, these common combinations, but then also the 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 less common ones, because um, you know obviously like there's there's probably a a mix of all possible genres, just because you know that's how that's how people are. That's the sort of things that you know, people listen to and the music that they make is, is oftentimes going to, to draw from a lot of different aesthetics. Um, so it'll be cool, you know, as we touch on, on different artists and on different subcultures within Ska that will hopefully untangle and tease out a little bit more of, of this elusive relationship between Ska and pop. 
Absolutely. I, I can't wait to get into it in uh, our future episodes, which all of you should stay tuned for. Wow! <laughs> well, I feel like that's a that's a good transition to, to talking about some of the recent releases and sort of the upcoming events we got going on. You want to take it away? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we'll sort of in in the last month or so there's been a lot of releases um surprisingly by a lot of um sort of more older established uh mm. ska bands mm-hmm. um i feel like i feel like there were some by newer ska bands that i just forgot to put on this list so i might do a, a, a quick scan to see if i can find any of those um but there were like a lot of album releases by um sort of older ska bands that are still going today, which is really cool to see. And also cool to see how their styles have evolved over the years from maybe when they were like peaking to sort of where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm also doing a search. <laughs> Big fat pause to do frantic search. Because <laughs> I know, um, you know, J.E.R. released those two singles, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the one I uh, forgot to put on the list is, um, I think Bad Operation released their album. I haven't oh, listened to yeah. it yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I did listen to um, like one of the singles that they put out uh, before the album, and it was really interesting. Uh, definitely, um, definitely a, a different take on sort of like the ska sound that I think incorporated a lot of like more old old fashion or not old fashioned, but like. So, like the older traditions of ska mm, but like mm-hmm. integrated it with like some some new styles and like it was like a, a very fresh sound totally yeah maybe that'll be a, a good one to, to sort of talk about in the in the new year so yeah that's Ooh. bad operations self-titled album bad operation <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i've i've listened to i've listened to the new less than jake um silver linings album uh, still, still think I need a couple more listens before I can really, you know, say too much about it. But um, definitely a lot of, a lot of sort of similar styles to to kind of how they operated in in their peak in their prime. Similarly with the Goldfingers, um, Never Look Back. Absolutely, definitely with like a a genre like ska, which has such a tradition of of feeding off of different genres and really mixing and like branching off it is definitely interesting to see where individual bands go with their sound as the genres of around them evolve mm-hmm. yeah we also have uh fest mist which is streaming december 24th um i think they had a bunch of bands that they were featuring yeah no this is such an exciting um when i saw this uh you know on on twitter the other day i was so stoked um so in case anyone doesn't know the fest is a music festival a a punk festival really um that gets put on in florida every year but it got majorly postponed because of covid um but instead they're doing um a lot of different live um live stream performances and they're gonna do a, a massive one um on christmas eve which is super cool um and it'll include some some ska bands that you know we already know and and love like Catbite, um, Kill Lincoln, We Are the Union, 
Um, but also there's lots of other, lots of other great, um, punk bands on here that I'm super into, to sort of, you know, hearing for the first time. Um, and that's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern, so that's 4 p.m. Pacific for any of us in the, the, the Western region of the United States. <laughs> Toward the Western latitudes. <laughs> You mean longitudes? longitudes? <laughs> I I know I know what I'm talking about. You're chilling. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I de- I think definitely you know as as much as COVID has challenged a lot of performers, especially, and I think especially with, um, you know, sort of more of like the the punk ska punk, uh, scene in which like smaller live performances are really like the root experience of, of what the the scene actually is. Mm-hmm. I think it's been very interesting to see how, how different mm-hmm. groups and different artists have adapted and how they've supported each other. Um, like I know, for example, like Scott Network has a pretty big following on their Twitch um, where they will like sort of show their recording process also sometimes, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but also um, I think when Kill Lincoln's Can't Complain came out, I think in September... Um, it was streamed on Scottsune Network's mm. Twitch channel, so that like collaboration, sort of like bringing people to get together in digital spaces to have conversations, mm-hmm. um, to support one another with with platforms, has been like a very interesting experience to see in terms of like the adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, and I think it's also you know what. It, it, it begs the financial question because you know a, a big underlying part of this is when they don't have shows to to perform at and they don't have you know merch to sell it's um it's hard it's hard to get by um when when kind of like the merch sales you make at shows are really make up a a a big portion of of kind of that income um and since you know a lot of the i mean you know a general lack of um, support from the government when it comes to, like, a stimulus package, but, you know, especially, like, neglect, um, to, to the artist, um, the artist sector and, like, indie musicians and indie venues, um, it, it's really upon all of us and, and also the artists in these digital spaces to, to make that known and, um, to contribute monetarily, you know, wherever we can, to buy merch when we can, um, you know, um, really putting putting our money where our mouth is when it comes to like supporting people and bands that we care about in this time yeah absolutely and i think that definitely sort of also ties into like the work that not only um the platforms are doing but also like what is happening in terms of like the fan base you know mm-hmm. of like the sort of like the communities like for example scott networks platform um, you know, like using social media, all these different like, um, like collaborations like Festmas, um, mm-hmm. Ska Against Racism, how they like sort of bring together um, different groups to have like a joint voice and a joint platform of promotion and hopefully like, you know, give, um, you know, a platform and visibility in that sense to provide mm-hmm. sort of sort of like compensate for um you know that i guess hmm i don't know what i'm trying to say 
I mean, you're good. You said some good things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, think it's... it's like, go ahead. <laughs> these, like, spaces for people to really, like, see um, and experience maybe, like, bands that they know from the past, mm-hmm. but also in conjunction with more up-and-coming bands um, mm-hmm. so that, you know, there's, like, on one side, the the fan base, the, like, ska scene is, like, getting to experience, like, like new content, new creators, and alongside you know, established, um, you know, beloved <laughs> bands, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully that sort of like simulates as best as possible the exposure that they would have gotten in, in like a live performance setting, mm-hmm. either in like maybe like a joint tour, or just like having that live in person experience. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Scott as kind of a, a countercultural music genre has always been a grassroots kind of community. Um, and, and so it's, it's great that, um, you know, that, that those kinds of um, ethics and those kinds of community um, aspects are, are really translating into the digital scene. Um, and I'm excited to see what that looks like as, as we kind of take, um, our collective experience from this year and, you know, like come back with, with a vengeance and like <laughs> give even more of our time and, and money and energy to, to these bands. Um, when we, when we finally get to see them live and, and finally get to, you know, engage with, um, the, the liveness of ska culture and, and ska shows that, you know, we know and love. Yeah, absolutely. As someone who's only been to like one ska show, I'm so excited to just like go to all of them, especially having this experience of mm-hmm. of getting to sort of like be in like digital contact with so many new different um, like artists that I hadn't heard yeah. of before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like a ska baby in terms of like my involvement in sort of the ska scene, but I'm I'm definitely like... I feel it within myself, you know. I'm ready. I'm ready to show to show up to all the ska shows. Woo! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> that's that's wow. what I mean when I when I say like I I want to skank for Christmas. Is I I literally this is this is what I want the most. Dear Santa, please let us have things in person <laughs> at some point when it's safe to do so, so we can finally skank with our our pals again. <laughs> oh man. Yes, I can't wait. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, I don't know how how it ends. <laughs> I guess that's it for episode one of Ska Cutie, the Scottastic Scottcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for clicking that link. Maybe you didn't know what this podcast was going to look like, um, but thank you for sticking to the end, taking a listen. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, this is our first episode. So let us know how you think we did, what we can do better. Maybe something that you're hyped for in the ska scene. Make sure to shoot us an email. Shoot us, I don't know, like a Twitter DM. I don't know. Do we have a Twitter, Emma? <laughs> I did make a Twitter, and right, I'll, I'll drop, make. Let's drop our drop our <laughs> handles. How can they? How can they reach us? <laughs> At ska cutery. Nice. That's great. <laughs> I'm so glad that 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 wasn't taken. Actually. <laughs> That's yeah. sick. 
I only made the Twitter, but I'm hoping that uh, the the Instagram is gonna have like the same handle. That way, we can have that that good good consistency. Yeah, um, but yeah, that would be great. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for watching. Or shit, sorry. Um, <laughs> thanks thanks for listening. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> be sure to hit that notification bell so you don't miss another episode. <laughs> Oh man, what's what's the what's the common thing that they do at the end of podcasts? I don't know. Oh, I don't just, know. Just uh, that's a great question. Listen, listen. I to think it sort of like fa- fades into like the the end music, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that's what they usually do. Sweet. Thanks for joining us on our on our journey through holiday ska, and uh, we'll see you next time. I'm gonna stop Bye. recording. <laughs> Can I stop recording now? Uh, Yes. Okay, click.